Big Vision Sunday. And uh, so it looks a little different today. We have this on, the, on stage today. We don't usually do this. Um, but Big Vision Sunday started last week, and it's so big. There it is. It requires us to do it in t- or for two Sundays. So today is the second Sunday. Um, if my wife want, want to join me this morning, we have some great things to share with you um, concerning the vision of the church. Uh, where God's taking us this next year in 2023, what God did in 2022, and all the, just all the good updates that we'd like to share with you as a church family. Um, we have this set up kind of like a living room because we wanted to, to kind of emulate what that should look like in your house. And when you guys write this vision list, um, to sit down with your family, sit down with your spouse, sit down with your children, and uh, just kind of go over the vision that God has for, for your family specifically. So that's what we're doing this morning. We're going to be uh, sharing from our hearts and what we believe the Lord um, is going to be doing this next year. And, uh, and I'm excited to share with you what God did last year. All right? So you guys ready this morning? It's going to be good. Let me see. Did anyone bring their vision list from this past week? Good, 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 good. It's so important, guys, that we, we get our vision list, that we write it down. Um, the Bible tells us, we, we went about uh, going through the scriptures last week about what the Bible says about vision and, and what to do with vision. And one of the first things is to write it down. So if you haven't done that, that's okay. There's no shame to you. Um, we just want you to, to, to know that this is what we do as a church. This is our second year doing Vision Sunday. Um, this isn't something we just feel like we should do. This is what we do So if you're a part of this church, um, we really encourage you to write down a vision for your family for this year um, because it's important. It's important to write it down. And when when you talk about vision, usually one of the scriptures that will will pop up is in Habakkuk chapter 2. And it's a good, good, good scripture. It says, I will stand my watch and I will set myself on the rampart. And watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. So the Bible tells us this is how vision comes. And vision comes when you expect it to come. Amen. He says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart. I will be watching for what the Lord is going to say to me. You have to, you have to, it's not something that comes just by happenstance. It's not something that comes when you're, when you're just watching TV at home and, all right, Lord, what do, you, what, do you want, what do you want to say to us this year after the Raiders lose this weekend? That's not how vision comes. Okay, I tried that and they lost, so it doesn't work. Vision comes when you expect it. Vision comes when you're anticipating it and when you're believing the Lord to give you that vision. Amen? So you got to be watching for it. You got to be watchful. And it goes on to say in verse 2, it says, The Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets. So if you have an iPad, if you have an Android, there's your tablet that you can write the vision on. Amen? But you're supposed to write it down. Writing it down does a lot of beneficial things for you. Human tendency is to forget things. Right? When you... When you 
were going into some room to go grab something, and all of a sudden you walk into that room and you go, what was I going to go, what was I going to do in here? And then you walk right out, and then you finally remember, then you have to go back into the room, and then you forget again. It's human nature. Human nature, by default, is set up for us to forget things. And when you mix into all of that equation, the enemy trying to distract you from what God wants to do in your life, now you have this, this war in your mind to remember what God wants to, wants to do in your life. I mean, there's been times in my life where God's told me certain things and he shared with me certain things and, and, or, or an experience that he, he, him and I went through and all of a sudden I thought, oh, I will never forget this moment. I'll never forget this experience. And then a couple months go by and I already forgot. Do you want to know why? Because I didn't write it down. Now there was one instance specifically a couple years ago, or actually more than a couple years ago, about five years ago or so, the Lord, I had a, a miraculous encounter with the Lord. We were at a young adult camp with a bunch of other college students, and I was playing the drums, and the Holy Spirit, he came upon me, and I started speaking in tongues, and it was awesome. And I was filled with the Holy Spirit that moment for the very first time ever, and I wrote it down in my journal to never forget that day. Never. And I will never forget that day not just because I won't forget in my mind, but because I wrote it down. And in 30 years from now, when other things have happened in my life that God's done, I will have that date written down forever for me to remember. That's what writing things down do, does for you. When you write stuff down, especially your vision, you're less likely to forget. It goes on, it says in verse, uh, in verse two, let me read it again. It says, the Lord answered and said to me, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. So in other words, it should be simple. It should be very simple, and not just simple, but it should be something that, that enables you to do something about it. In verse 3, it says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Someone say that. The just shall live by his faith. This is something, faith is something that needs to accompany vision. You need to have faith when you talk about vision. Because if you start receiving things from God, one of two things is gonna happen. Either you're gonna run away from that vision in fear because you cannot do it on your, in your own strength, or you're gonna run towards that vision in faith because you know it needs God to get this accomplished, amen? You can't do it on your own. Let's just agree today. You cannot do your vision on your own. You need God to, to help you do this with you. Amen? So vision requires faith. And it takes that faith to believe the Lord for that vision. That vision comes through prayer. That vision comes through fellowship. It comes through spending time in the word. And when you do that, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you're in God's word, not only are you receiving revelation or vision, you're also receiving faith. And those two 
are a must-have when it comes to vision. Amen? So number one, write the vision. If you're writing notes, write the vision. Write the vision. This will avoid, this will help you avoid forgetting what God told you to do. In Hebrews chapter two, the Bible says, therefore we must be given uh, the more earnest heed to the things we have heard lest we drift away. In the amplified version, it says, since all of this is true, we ought to pay much closer attention than ever to the truths that we have heard lest any way we drift past them and slip away. Have you ever heard, or not heard, but have you ever experienced someone telling you something great and you thought you would never forget that moment, but then it slipped your mind? The Bible tells us that we have to be paying more close attention to what God's telling us lest it slip away. I told you, human tendency is to forget things, and that plus the enemy trying to distract you, you're not going to remember what God told you to do unless you write it down. That's, that's a non-negotiable. You can't argue with me with that one. I don't care who you are. If you, if you don't forget anything in your life, then you're probably mentally insane <laughs> because that's impossible. Our brain, we only use like, what, 30% of our brain's capacity. That's what scientists say, if you believe in those people. But we got to write it down. Amen? So that's, that's what we encouraged you to do last week, is to write the vision. If you didn't do it, it's all right. You're still going to heaven. Write it this week. Amen? Write it this week. Get before the Lord. Sit with your family like this and, and, and go over what the Lord, what you guys believe the Lord is, is telling you to do. I'm going to cut in really quick. Just, yeah. It's really important that you do that. Um, I shared with our serve team, I think last week or a few weeks ago, that um, in our own life, really write, sitting down as a family and writing down our vision um, actually made things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, a few years ago, probably almost two years ago, the Lord had told me that I was going to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I was going to be a mom. And, um, and when I, I told him, and we, we had talked about it, and we were on the same page about it. Um, and he, he specifically told me that one of the greatest callings of my life was, gonna, was to be a mom. And, um, and so we were on the same page, and throughout that whole year, we were like, okay, like, if it happens, it happens. Like, when, when, whenever the Lord's timing, when people would ask, we would tell them, you know, if the Lord wants to bless us with a baby, like, he will. Um, but we didn't write that down. Mm-hmm. We just kind of were like, okay, if it happens, it happens. Um, and after a whole year of nothing happening, um, we decided once we started our vision, Big Vision Sunday, and we were going to write down our vision list, we were going to make it a part of our vision mm-hmm. list. So we wrote it down. This year, what we're going to believe for is a baby. And um, obviously, you know what happened. But one of the things is when you write it down, it requires action. And so one of the things we did was during small group, um, actually had our small group ladies pray for me about it too. Um, it was mm-hmm. such a, a, great, a great experience. But um, it, it makes you 
work for it. Not work for it, but it requires action. Like, I needed to make it real. Mm-hmm. Um, before, I was kind of just, like, flippantly saying, okay, if it happens, it happens. That way, I avoided disappointment. But when I wrote it down and I decided, no, this year we're believing for it because the Lord told us, mm-hmm. I had to make it public. I had to make it known. And so I told my small group ladies, I was like, we're believing for a baby and I want you guys to pray for us. And a few months later, <laughs> we were pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. really encourage you guys to, to do it um, because it requires faith and it puts your faith to action. Yep. And another awesome story that goes along just like that. The, the week we found out we were pregnant, um, we had Wednesday night small groups. And, of course, we knew and no one else knew. I think mm-hmm. no one else knew. Just our parents. Yeah, just our parents. And so during that small group, um, Jeff was leading the small group, one of our small group leaders for the men's. And he... At the very end, we always pray for each other, and we went around the circle praying for each man. And then it came to me, and usually we, we give our, our prayer requests to, just for everyone to, to know what's, what we're going through so we can stand in faith with each other, pray for each other. And, I, of course, me being the strong pastor, I had no requests. <clears throat> but I didn't have anything, so I, I, I didn't say anything. And then it, it got to me, so I was expecting Jeff just to skip me and go to the next guy. But he stopped on me. And I was like, uh-oh, what's going on? And he, he prayed, and he, he just, I forgot exactly the words that you said, because I didn't write it down. And he um, was praying, and, and he said something along the lines of, um, like, we're just so thankful for this baby that will be coming whenever it's time to come, or some, something similar to that. And I, I, I had to go like this so I could stop smiling and, and blow the cover that we're, we're pregnant. And so after that moment, it was just so awesome, like, wow, Lord, like, he's never prayed that over us, over, over me during these small groups. And today of all days, the, day, the week we find out, he prays for, it, for that. It was just so awesome just seeing, seeing that happen. But just like what she said, faith, the Bible says it, faith without works is dead. Writing it down and reading it will help you not forget it, but there's nothing magical in writing down the vision. You're not going to write down the vision and then boom, it happens. You have to write it down and then do something about it. Amen? It takes action. It takes work. So number one was write the vision. Number two, read it. The Bible says in Habakkuk, it said, write the vision, make it plain so that he, let me see, in uh, chapter 2, verse 3, or verse 2, write the vision, make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. So you have to write the vision, read the vision, and run with the vision. Do something about that vision. That's number three. Run with the vision. Again, there's nothing magical that occurs when you just write something down on a piece of paper. Absolutely no no magic there. But once you apply, once you put all these things together, writing it, reading it, and running with it, then the vision will come to pass. And running with the vision is, is... Simply putting, putting action to your faith. If you're believing God for something this year, are your actions in line with what you're believing him for? Amen? If you're believing God for, for a healthier year, if you want to be healthier, you want to be more fit, more active, more athletic, are you believing him for that and sitting on the couch 
Or are you believing him for that and then working out three times a week, four times a week, whatever fits your schedule? That's putting faith or action in that faith. Amen? Thank you, Lord. In Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 22, it says, Son of man, this is God speaking to the prophet, what is this proverb that you people have about the land of Israel which says, the days are prolonged and every vision fails? God's asking the prophet Ezekiel about this saying that's going around the people. And basically what, it, what they're saying is, is people are, are saying things to the equivalent of today. Oh, people have been saying that for decades. Who cares? The world's going to end. Oh, yeah, people have been saying that for, for 10 years at least. Big news. And people are becoming laxed with certain words, certain prophetic words from the Lord because they're used to it. They've been hearing it for, the, for, for 10 years and it hasn't come to pass. So there's no value in that word anymore. And that's what God's asking. What, what, what's this saying that people are always, are always talking about? How come people are always saying this? In other words, God is tired of hearing his people complain about things that haven't come to pass. He's tired of it. He's, he's tired of hearing the complaints. He's tired of hearing people murmuring. People saying, oh, well, it hasn't happened yet, so it's never going to happen. And, and that's what's going on in this scripture. They got to a place where they were, um, whenever they heard the prophecy or any sort of prophecy, they heard it in a careless manner. And you, all of us, we need to be careful that we don't develop this carelessness to what God's word says. Amen? There's been some of you who've been leaving the Lord for a, pro, uh, a healing, and it's been prolonged. It's been stretched out with time. It hasn't happened in your, in your timetable. Um. There's a lot of people. I know there's a lot of people watching online. There's some people who've been here that you've been, you've been looking for healing. You've been believing for healing, and it hasn't happened yet. And whenever you hear the word healing or whenever you hear anything about God wanting you well, you, you turn your head and you, and you look the other way. You don't hear it because of something that hasn't happened yet in your life. The Bible also says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And when you're believing the Lord for something and it doesn't happen when you thought it would happen, it makes your heart sick. Or in other words, it makes your heart um, discouraged that it's never going to happen. And so you have to be careful. That, that's a proverb. That's something that's a true statement. doesn't say if it's good or bad. It's just a true statement that it makes the heart sick. So you got to be careful. Keep watch over your heart that you don't let your heart grow weary, that you don't let your heart get sick when you're waiting for something that hasn't come to pass yet. Amen? Amen. So here's the answer. The next verse in, in Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 23, God said this, Tell them, therefore, thus says the Lord God, I will lay this proverb to rest, and they shall no more use it as a proverb in Israel, but say to them, the days are at hand, and the fulfillment of every vision. Praise God. Amen. That's us today. Amen? Amen. The fulfillment of every vision is happening now. God said, I don't want them saying that anymore. So everything's going to come to pass that have been prophesied. Amen. 
Everything that you've been believing the Lord for, as long as it's in agreement with God's word, it's going to come to pass. Habakkuk said, do not grow weary. It will not tarry. Amen. The vision will not tarry. It will come to pass as long as you stay and keep your, keep your heart in a healthy place. Amen. Now in verse 28, the scripture says this, therefore say to them, thus says the Lord, none of my words will be postponed anymore, but the word which I speak will be done, says the Lord. Now there is a time factor to certain things, but they will come to pass. Amen? There are things in your vision list. There are things in, in your life that, that will come to pass, but it will take some time. Amen? So you be careful. Don't be guilty of saying these things never happen. These things are, are taking way too long. They're never going to happen. Don't be guilty of saying that. Amen? Amen? I think the word that for today the Lord wants to give us is don't grow weary in well-doing. It's a scripture. So don't grow weary in well-doing, but you will surely reap if you endure. Amen? So we need to be careful that we don't grow weary, that we don't give up when things are taking a little longer. It's easy to get excited when God says something to us one day and, and we're excited. We wrote down the vision and, and we're all happy and we're ready for that vision to come to pass. But then Monday morning, it doesn't happen. And then you're discouraged, right? It's easy to get encouraged one day and then get discouraged the next day when you don't see it come to pass. So I'm telling you, don't grow weary. Don't get discouraged when things don't happen when you thought they would happen. The Bible says that none of his words will be postponed, that they will all come to pass. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. So what you'll see today is our vision list for the year. And you'll see things that were accomplished last year things that are in progress currently and things that are currently or that will be carrying over to this next year. So just like you guys, we can sit here and get discouraged that things didn't happen last year, or we could still be excited, carry it over to the next year and believe the Lord for that to happen in this year. Amen. But um, what do you do? What do you do when, when what you're believing for doesn't come to pass when you thought it would come to pass. You keep believing. Amen. Don't stop. You just don't sing the song now. <laughs> <laughs> but you keep believing. You got to keep believing. You got to keep pushing on. You got to keep having faith for those things. There are some people who were believing the Lord for healing in their body, and, and unfortunately, it never came to pass in their life. And they passed away believing for healing. And I've heard people say, well, so-and-so believed for healing and they died. That's the best way to go out, praise God. Believing God. I would rather die believing God than, than die not believing God. Amen? At least they're believing God. As opposed to other people who look at that and go, well, they believe God. It didn't work, so I'm not going to believe God. Now you're in a worse position. Because now you're going to die with, with regret and with, with remorse and with guilt and, oh, I should have done this. At least the person who believed God believed God all the way to the end. Amen? And for whatever reason it didn't happen in their life, you don't look at that and say it's not going to happen. You look at that and say it's human error because it is. Humans make mistakes, and we don't do everything perfectly. All right? 
So let's get into to the vision. Um, it's a big vision for this church, and I'm excited. We're going to share with you what happened last year and what's happening this year. Um, if you're believing big in your life, let me just warn you, you're going to have to be ready to stand long and endure. Amen? If you're believing big, get ready to stand long. All right? Because there's going to be some things in life that are going to try to stop that vision from happening. You got to keep your place. You got to stand strong, stand long, endure the time, keep believing, and it'll happen. So let me just refresh you guys on our, on our church mission statement. This is our church's purpose, why we do the things that we do. Um, it's very short and simple, because I, it, and it's very, um, you can get into detail with it, but let me just read it. It's our, our mission, the reason why we exist, is to teach people how to live the abundant life that Jesus came to give by sharing the word of God without compromise and to live a life of faith by his grace. That's our mission statement. It's very simple. You can find it on our website. And the reason why we believe this is the mission that God called us to do is because there are so many things that can unravel simply by experiencing the abundant life and living a life of faith in his grace. So many things can happen through that alone. And that's the whole purpose. When people come into this church, we want them to be able to experience the abundant life, not just hear about it, not just look at it. The Bible says, taste and see that he is good. Amen? So we want people to come here to taste and see that the Lord is good in their life, and that's living an abundant life. Amen? Amen. So that's our mission statement. That's what we do. Um, we will never preach a word that is compromised by politics or compromised by opinion. We will always preach what the Bible says, regardless if it's politically correct or incorrect, regardless if it rubs you the wrong way. We will always preach the word of God without compromise. That is what we do. That is who we are. And we live by faith through his grace in the word of God. So let's get into it. Got some good things. And then there'll be, everything will be on the screen for you guys to look at as well so you can see what we're talking about here. Um, number one, if you remember what your vision list criteria was, it was kingdom first. And that's what we're doing here today. Kingdom first. What do we talk about during the offering? Seek first the kingdom of God, and all of these things will be added to you. So before we get into our big vision list and what we're believing the Lord for and the, the, the crazy things that we're believing God for, we're first going to go with the, the kingdom first. We're not going to ask you to do anything that we're not doing. So this is what we're doing as a church. In 2022, we set aside 11% of our deep-rooted church income to our God account. So what our God account is, it's a separate account in our bank, in our bank that is um, untouched. We don't use that for, for salaries. We don't use that for bills. We don't use it for equipment. We use that solely for giving. So every single week and week out, whenever people give, we shave off 11% into our God account, and that money is sitting there waiting for it to be used for good things. Amen? So we're able to share things with people. We partner with other ministries through that account. So that's what that account's for. As you can see... It was accomplished last year. We shaved off 11%. I believe it was like a little bit more than 11%, actually. So we accomplished that and a little bit more last year. So this year, we want to go one more percent. We want to do 12% of our deep-rooted church income going to our God account 
um, so we can give to whenever there's a need that, that needs to be supplied for. Um, and we're also going to continue our global missions giving and our local organizations and ministries. So we partner with other various ministries around the world and here locally that are doing good things. Um, simply put, we can't do everything. We can't do it all. We're a small church still, and we're, we're growing. I say that as a fact, not as a confession. We're, we will be a big church. But factually, right now, we're a smaller church. Um, we don't have a big team right now, so we can't go out and, and go stop all the storms happening in, in the other, other places. But there are people who are already doing that, so we partner with them. That's where your giving comes out of, amen? When you give in that 11%, now the 12%, that's where we're able to help people in need. Um, we don't have to come to you as a church saying, hey, so-and-so ministry needs help. Can you give this morning? We already have the money in the account, and we can give whenever the Lord tells us to give. So that's what that's for. Um, we'll be supporting global missions as well. Um, there's a, one, mission, one uh, organization particularly this year that we'll be partnering with. Um, they have seen millions of people come to Christ within, this past, uh, within their, their lifetime of being a ministry. And so we want to partner with those organizations and just do things, um, be, be, be a part of something that we can't physically do here in our church. So I believe that's good. I believe that gives us boundaries, that gives us limitations. We're not called to do everything. There have been a lot of people who've come to us and said, you guys should start doing this. You guys should start doing that. You should do this and do that. And those are all great ideas. But God didn't tell us to do those things. What we're doing is what God told us to do. And until God tells us to do something else, then we, we, we're going we're gonna to keep doing what we're doing. Amen? I believe that, that's a good, good way to live. Um, so why do we give? Why do we even give in the first place? Why do you guys give? Why do we give as a church? Number one, it, gives, it gets you off of your mind. When you give, you're putting others first. You're putting the kingdom of God first. You're not thinking about you. You're thinking about someone else, helping someone else's needs. Um, and number two, the Lord blesses your giving. When you give, there is a promise that God gives back to you, that he supplies your needs, that he takes care of you. It is a promise. So we know that God will bless you when you give. Amen? Number three, it's fun. When you give and you help someone in need and they had no clue that you were going to gift them or, or you had no idea their actual circumstance, but you gave them something and they go, man, this is exactly what I needed. That is the most fun thing you can ever hear from someone. If you haven't given a gift that made someone cry, you haven't given a gift big enough yet. Amen? It's, it's so fun to give. Um, and again, we don't, we don't share this to, to gloat, why we give and how much we give. We don't share that to gloat. Jesus said, don't be like the hypocrites who, who give openly for men to see them. We don't do that for that purpose. We do this because you're the ones who are giving. It's not us. It's not the church giving. It's you guys. When you give, that goes out to other missions and other places. Amen? So we just want to share what you guys are doing and the fun things that are happening because of your giving. Number two on our vision list is the build bets, um, debts and obligations. So this is your second step on your vision list, debts and obligations. Um, understanding what do we owe? What do we owe? Um, there's, no, there's no shame or condemnation in having a mortgage or having debt or having loans. If you have them, acknowledge them. 
take responsibility over them and go before the Lord and say, God, how do we get this paid off? Amen? So I want to show you all of the lists of our debts and loans and obligations and all this stuff we have to pay for. That's it. That is our big list right there of all of our debts that this church has. Amen? So that's all we have, a church lease agreement. That's this building right here. God's been good to us. We are a debt-free church. Um, we don't have any debt to us. I believe debt-free is God's very best. Living in California, that is very hard to achieve. But I believe that God can help any circumstance. He can help any situation. In the event you have to go into debt for a certain situation, I believe God's faithful to help you get out of it. Amen? So I'm believing that with you guys. If you guys are in debt, we're partnering with our, our faith to your faith that God can get that debt paid for. Amen? So that's our debts and obligations. You go home, you write those down, understand what you owe, your obligations, and get that before the Lord and get it paid for. Amen? Number three, believing big. This is the fun part right here. This is where you get to dream big and, and have the vision that God wants you to have and believe God for the impossible. If you write down your vision list and you can accomplish all of them yourself, it's not big enough. Amen? So number one on our vision list that happened last year, um, this was accomplished and, and it's going to be carrying over for this next year. Invest in and expand our deep-rooted TV. So that's what DRTV stands for, deep-rooted television. If you don't know, we are on a couple of networks worldwide. Um, one's called Faith Plus, and we're on there. People are, uh, it's an on-demand service, so uh, we have videos there that, that we put up there for people to look at and, and listen to. Um, the last report that I heard were over 10,000 downloads on mobile devices. So we are at least in 10,000 pe uh, people's pockets. Amen. So that's a pretty cool thing. Um, we want to keep that going, though, this year. Last year, we had a goal of getting five other countries or getting into five other countries with deep-rooted television. And I have an awesome report today. We are currently in 47 countries worldwide. That is awesome. So we're in 47 countries worldwide. Some of that also included um, video equipment, lighting equipment, some audio equipment, uh, just to spruce it up and make it a little bit more um, uh, competitive with all of the stuff that's happening out there with, with entertainment. We want to make sure that we're, we're at the right level when it comes to all of that quality. Number two on our vision list was get comfortable church chairs. As you can tell today, we got those. Um, if you don't remember, we, we used to sit in these, these padded Costco chairs, the foldable chairs from Costco, and um, we got these new ones, and I have a great report for that too. Um, we have over 100 church chairs in this building, not right here, but in the building that were given to us 100% free. So we didn't pay a dime for these chairs, praise God. So that's been accomplished, as you can tell by the green. Uh, the next one was launch small groups, and you can butt in whenever you want to butt in. Um, launch small groups. Um, that was accomplished. We did launch our small groups. We had a men's small group and a women's small group, and uh, we currently, as of today, have 36 active members that are, are part of our small group. So praise God for that. I think that's more people that's actually in this room than here in the room today. <laughs> but God, God did that. That's our, uh, our Christmas photo that we had our Christmas party here. Um, at the end of the year, it was such a fun time. We had games and, and food, and it was a good time. We'll be having another one this next year at the end of the year. 
But we'll be launching small groups again this year pretty soon, so stay on the lookout for those. Um, we love our small groups. They've been a really, really fun, fun thing. Our next on the list was um, our serve team. We wanted to grow our serve team last year, and we did. We've made progress. We're not done because the serve team is never going to stop growing. So we made progress, and we're going to be carrying this over to next, this next year. And why don't you look at that? We've increased 64% in active serve team members since last year. Praise God. We currently have 23 serve team members that are a part of this church. And I'm pretty sure most of them are in this room today because we have our serve team meeting after this. But God's been good, and he grew this serve team, and, and we're still growing it today. We've had a couple more people join since the beginning of the year. Um, so that's another thing that we have, we're able to, to complete and, and share with you guys that our serve team is growing. Um, the next thing on our vision list was to complete our phase two project. Um, if you don't remember, last year we had a phase two project, not the one that we're currently in today. This one was believing the Lord for $10,000 to um, pay for all the things that we need to pay for in the previous building that we had done. And since we moved out of that one and into this one, the Lord started our phase three project. But we finished that one in 2022. That took a little over a year to get done. And now we have this current phase, two pro phase three project that we're almost done with, and it's been within a year since we started it. So that's awesome. We, I don't know if you can read that. It says completed. <laughs> so that's an awesome thing right there. God, God did that last year and started a new one this year, in that same year. Um, so if God can do that in our life, I know 100% he can do that in your life. So that's accomplished. That's done. Goodbye. We'll never see you again. <laughs> the next thing on our vision list was to write and record new music. Um, we didn't really get to get to that this year, this past year, so we're carrying over into this year. Um, this includes writing original songs and doing covers of songs. Uh, on our YouTube channel, we've had thousands of views on, on, our, on our worship covers, and so we know that's reaching a lot of people, so we want to keep stewarding that and nourishing that outlet of the ministry. Um, but that requires us to train up more worship leaders. So we want to be focusing on that this year um, and seeing what the Lord does with that and, and getting more, um, more stuff out there. I believe the Lord has songs specifically for us to write as a church um, and for us to, to put out there for other people to benefit from. Anything you want to share about that? Or... I just think it's um it's a really great outlet because we actually get the most views yeah. on our worship covers on our YouTube channel. So I think it's a really great resource to get people um, familiar with our with our ministry mm -hmm. um, is to put those out there because everyone loves music and everyone likes to just go on YouTube and listen to worship music. So um, we got a lot of views on on past worship covers. Mm -hmm. like so I 13, think 13,000 or something like that yeah. on one song. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so I think it's a really great way to get our church and our ministry's mm -hmm. name out there. Absolutely. So that's, that's that one. The next one on our vision list is to expand the ministry property. That was in 2022. As you can tell, we have accomplished that. Praise God. We moved from a 1,600 square foot unit 
to a 3,200 square foot church building. Now, if you're not good with numbers, that is a 100% increase, praise God. So he doubled our capacity. He doubled our room. And, and now we're here in a building. We're here. It's ours. We don't have neighbors in the, in the halls or in the walls. I think our uh, rent is pretty much almost the same. Our rent, yep. Our rent only went up a few hundred dollars <laughs> from our previous rent. So that is, that is so awesome. God's really been taking care of us. And he's been giving us favor over everything. But those of you who don't know, the top picture is our old unit. It wasn't even a building. It was a unit in a building. And it was, it needed a lot of love. And we gave it some love. We made it look really nice. But no matter what we did to it, it was just always going to be that. And uh, we had two neighbors that we had no clue who they were, what they did. Well, we had an idea of what one of them did. But it was, it was pretty bad. Um, you could smell what one of the other ones was doing. So just... We might have been happier over there than we are here, if you want to. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. But no, God, God did great things there. Um, and we actually visited that place um, last month in December when Dustin Barker was here with his wife. We went and showed them the old place, and we got to know the new, uh, the new tenants of that building. And they have a little dojo, a karate studio. So um, they let us in. They're, they're believers as well. So they, we got to talk about the word with them. And it was pretty cool. And they left it pretty much the exact same. So it was like we never left. And it was, it was a weird feeling. But we moved on. And now we're here. And now we're looking for, for bigger and better things. Amen? The next thing that was on our vision list was develop a deep-rooted children's ministry. Um, we got that done. But we're also carrying it over into this year because we're not completely finished yet. Uh, we started Deep Rooted Sprouts. So for those of you who don't know, that, that's our kids' ministry. It's downstairs where everything's currently flooded. So they're not down there today. But after that's all renovated and stuff, we're, we're going to have that place awesome for those kids. It's going to be a place that they're going to love to be at even more. And um, just a place for our kids to be able to go there and go, man, God is so awesome. Right? I, I want God to, I want our kids to be at this church and just see how awesome God is. However, God can do that in this place. We want to do that for them. Um, we also want to, um, what does that say? Oh, yeah, finish renovating the rooms, but also create curriculum for them. So, right now, uh, we have a couple of things that they do learn and they, they do, they do. They'll build crafts and stuff. They'll have like little Noah's art crafts or Jonah crafts. Um, but we want to create a curriculum throughout the year for them to follow along um, so that they're, at, they're really growing in the word as little ones. I think that's so important for them to, to learn that way. Um, kids are sponges. From, from like three to eight years old, kids are sponges. They just soak in everything. Uh, Dustin Barker said it great. He said, have you ever seen a kid argue back with you? Like, why they're good at something. If you tell a kid that they're not good at something, they just accept that as truth. They don't argue back and say, well, no, I'm actually really good at this and this and this, like we do. They will accept whatever you tell them as truth. So they're sponges. And we got to protect that. We got to make sure that they're being fed the right information. And with the curriculum, that's what we're going to be doing so that they're they're getting all that they can from the word of God as little children. So that was accomplished, and we, we carry over it to this year, and we're going to continue to build on that as we go. And the last thing that was on our 2022 vision list was baptisms. 
We wanted to do baptisms last year, and we had two baptisms in 2022. So praise God. That, that's, a, that's a good number considering the size of our church. Amen. There's churches that are thousands of people that only have like 10 people get baptized. So that's a good number. Two baptisms in our church. Um, we're believing that we're going to carry this over again to this year and, and baptize people as needed. If, no one's been, if you haven't been baptized, let us know. We'd love to, to talk about that with you and, and get that scheduled to go. Um, with that, we'll be needing a baptism tank. So we don't have one, um, and we're not going to go in someone's backyard yet. We want to get a baptism tank and have it somewhere here um, and, and perform baptism at the church. I think that'll be awesome. Um, an awesome way for people to, to share their faith and, and, and just great things happening there. But those are all the things that were accomplished or carried over into this year from 2022. And God's been doing awesome things. So now here's a couple of things that we want to do for 2023. These are all the new additions. Um, it's a good list, a really good list, including the carryover from 2022. Um, number one is expanding the deep-rooted media. So this includes deep-rooted television. We want to make this more accessible to people. This is specifically talking about our YouTube channel, our Facebook, our Instagram, social media avenues. Um, we've had 118,000 people reached through our social media platforms. That's a big number. And I'm not, I'm not lying about that either. That, that is a, a real number. We, over 118,000 people have been reached through our social media outlets in the year of 2022. So if we can continue that over to next year and reach even more people um, through, through all of that, then, then that would be awesome. Um, what that includes is our podcast. So if you don't know, we have a podcast on Spotify, on um, iHeartRadio, on Apple Podcasts. Pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, we're on there. We, um, we want to continue our online Bible study. We took a pretty long break on accident this past year for our online Friday night Bible study. We want to do a Bible study again online, um, as well as continue our TV broadcasts and write new music for the church. And then another uh, cool outlet of the ministry is glory stories. So if you don't know what a glory story is, it's a testimony. So if God's done anything great in your life, let us know. We want to document it and film a video about it so that we can post that and share what God's been doing to you guys through Deep Rooted Church. So that's number one. Number two, um, complete the phase three project. Woo! We want to get that thing done um, and paid off. I, I believe, yeah, the numbers right here, we have $1,235.68 remaining um, so we're at 95.5% or 0.05% completed, like I shared with you earlier. Once that's all done, all of our phase three projects will be finished. The bathrooms will be done. The, the downstairs will be done. Um, and just a couple of cosmetic fixes here and there that cost some moolah. So that's that. We're almost done there. I'm believing that's going to be done either before January is over or in the middle of February. And then the next one is, is the carryover. We want to upgrade our deep-rooted sprouts. Um, we want to finish renovating those rooms, and we want to create those curriculums, like I mentioned earlier, um, and just do some awesome things for our kids' in ministry and develop that into something even bigger and better. Even develop more leaders, too. It'd be yes. nice to have, um, if you'd like to serve or if you're wondering where to serve, our kids' ministry is a great place, and we, we do need more adults mm -hmm. serving in that area. Absolutely. 
yeah, our kids ministry is a great place for you to get involved and plugged into. And we want to get more kids into there. We want to have, have kids always in there all the time and, and just having fun and having a good time learning about the Lord. The next part on our vision list for this year is to develop a deep-rooted outreach. Um, we, this has been on our heart since last year. We didn't get around doing, uh, doing it last year, but we want to do it this year. We really want to be intentional with this one, um, specifically with the prison ministry. There's a lot of prisoners and inmates that love the Lord, but they're still not set free. They have a lot of bondage mentalities to them and um, a lot of guilt to what they've done in the past. And we want to be able to, to help them, uh, whether that's going into prison ministries and doing something or partnering with a prison ministry that's already doing things and giving them resources, giving them materials um, for them to listen to and to read and to grow in the word of God through. Um, that's one of the outlets that we want to focus on. Over the years, we want to do more things with our outreach, but that's where I believe we're going to be starting this year. And then the next one is build a church staff. So that's something that we really want to do this year. We want to focus on a staff. We want to get more people employed to the church, um, give them a, a, some sort of income so that they can have uh, income coming into their life, but also working for that income. Um, and just be able to have help around the church doing things that, that are maybe a little too busy for us to do. Um, majority of our church is basically volunteers right now. That's all it is. And so we want to build a staff that people are, who are here throughout the week, doing things throughout the week, um, and getting stuff ready for the weekends, and, and, and just growing this church with a staff. I think that's a, a big thing that the Lord put on our heart this year. And the big one that I'm super excited for is to host our very own conference this year. So if you don't know, last year we had our very first conference at the church, but we weren't the hosts. We were just letting the hosts come and take over the place. So what we want to do this year is host our own conference, have our own guests come, and have our own stuff here um, built, uh, started from our church, specifically our church. So I think that's going to be good, in addition to conferences that we'll be having as well from other places, other organizations and ministries. But we want to start our own conference this year. Um, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the whole process of that stuff, conferences cost money, a lot of money, because we want to be a, hospi a hospitable church. Um, so if we're having a conference, if we have someone who's flying in to speak, we're going to be paying for that flight for their lodging, for their food, for transportation. We want to make sure that they're being treated as a guest properly here at the church. So if we're going to host a conference and we have multiple speakers, that's going to have a lot of money attached to it. Amen? So we believe with this one, that'll encourage us to start a new partner project. So if that's what the Lord sees for us to do, again, this is just, this is just spitting the vision on the, on the paper and making it plain and the Lord will adjust as we go. But that's our vision for this next year. Um, those are the things that we want to do this year. And then the other stuff carrying over from last year that we'd like to do as well. Amen? Amen. This is a good list. Yeah. I'm excited for this year. I believe God's doing great things. And um, there's a lot, of, a lot of connections that God has already established with this church to make some of these things possible. So... I'm super excited. I'm more than excited. And I'm excited that you're a part of all of this. Amen? Yes. So 
I hope you guys have your own vision for this for your life. Um, this is literally how you should do your vision. Write it down. Start with um, kingdom first, knowing what you're going to sow for that year. Start in the next. Go to your debts and obligations. List them. Take responsibility over them. Acknowledge them. Go before the Lord and see how you can get those paid off. And number three, believe big. Start writing down all the things that you believe God's going to have you guys do this year. And if it's possible for you to do it in your own strength, it's not big enough. Amen? Are you on board with this vision? Good. Good, good. Good. So that's, that's the service today. Um, I, hope, I hope you got faith out of this and um, excitement out of this. Again, this is a completely different service. We don't usually have service like this. But um, for the sake of Vision Sunday, which ends today, this is how we did it. Next week, we'll be going back to our regular scheduled programming. And uh, it'll be a normal service again. And, and you'll, hear me, hear, you'll hear me speak for another three hours, all right? So we got done pretty good. Nah, it's a little late. We went eight over today, but it's all right. But you guys got something out of it today at least? Good. Will you write your vision? Will you bring it back? Will we bless it? Well, for those of you who do bring your vision today, I want to bless your vision. I want to bring it before the Lord. Um, and for those who didn't write the vision today, we'll pre-bless it. Amen. So we'll pray for it ahead of time. We'll bless it. Make sure you're hearing from the Lord with these things. It's so important that you hear from the Lord specifically about what, uh, about what this vision is for, for your life um, and for this year. I believe God's doing great things and that this year is a year of clarity for this church and clarity for your life. So you got to be super careful that you're hearing from the Lord correctly. Amen. But if you have your vision, why don't you stand with us this morning? We'll pray for it as we get dismissed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And we'll pray over our vision as well as a church. I believe that, that there is a lot of good things in this vision list. Thank you, Lord. So, Father God, we just thank you for every person in this room today. God, we thank you for every vision list that's been pre presented before you today, Father. We call them blessed in Jesus' name. That whatever these things on our list are, Father, we know that they're from you. And whatever things that are not from you on this list, Father, we just pray for wisdom. We pray for guidance. And we pray for correction, Father, so we can make this list tailored specifically to what you want us to do this year. What you want to do through us this year, Father God. So, Lord, we love you. We thank you. God, I pray for every single item on every person's list, whether it's debts, Father. We pray for those debts to be paid in Jesus' name, for every note to be written off in the name of Jesus, for every single gift that's going to be sown this next year, Father, to produce a beautiful harvest in every single person's life in Jesus' name. And, God, we pray for every single big vision item list to be checked off this year in the name of Jesus. We believe big things are happening this year in this church and in the lives of every people, person in this room this morning. We love you. We bless you. We bless this vision in the name of Jesus. Guide us. Give us wisdom. Give us discernment in all things that we do this year. And in Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. 
Well, hey guys, we're so glad that you were here with us this morning. Um, if you're on the serve team, we'll be meeting uh, immediately after service. So we'll be getting food for you guys and everything for you guys to, to eat and stuff. But for those of you who are not on the serve team, you are dismissed. Um, don't forget, if this is your first time, we'd love for you to sign out, uh, fill out a connect card. We'd love to give a gift to you for free. Our way of saying thanks for, for stopping by. But until then, I bless you guys in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I pray whatever you say your hands to do will prosper in Jesus' name, that you remember you're the head and not the tail. You are up front and not lagging behind. You are above and never beneath in Jesus' name. I pray you continue living in the victory and remember you are always welcome here in our family of faith. God bless you guys. We'll see you again real, real soon.